Greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God, on this Sunday, October 23rd, 2023. We bring you greetings in Triple C Podcast. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, it's once more and again another time that we can share the word of God. Father God, it is our desire that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil, as I often say, is horrified at the teaching, preaching, and repeating of your word. Bless every podcast listener today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 15. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 15, and I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. So from Philippians, the church at Philippi, Paul writing to the church at Philippi, chapter 2, starting at verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion of as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also have highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his word, as we've said throughout the years in church. So this Sunday's podcast is titled Mind Games. Mind Games. I'm telling you, God was dealing with me and dealing with some things as we're going through. So he led me to Paul right into the church at Philippi. I was looking at verses 1 through 11, but God shifted gears. He laid in the bottom of the 12th. And so when you do that, you know it's God himself. Like I said, it's hot off the wire. It's God doing what he believes is best for us at the time and season that we need to hear for from the word of God. So Paul writes his epistle. An epistle I said before is nothing more than a letter. Paul traveled on three missionary journeys and he wrote by the unction of the Holy Spirit. Now we got to understand something. You heard me quote Romans 8 and 14. Matter of fact, I'll mention it again this morning, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But I'm going to take a couple of scriptures beyond that today. But as we look at the word of God and you think about life, let's look at where we are. I still and hadn't said it in a while, but we live what? In a world gone wild. W-I-L-D. We can't make this stuff up. The things that God has allowed us to experience in the midst of this three years of COVID, in the midst of the pandemic, in the in the lackadaisicalness that I'll say of people, we've watched people change gears, change positions. I mean, we've watched people do things and say things that you never would have thought, but this pandemic presented 
a lot of things. It showed a lot of peoples and where people really are in the midst of life. And here's something about God. And I'm just going to drop this public service announcement on you. God has never said in the study of scripture that you are going to live a perfect sinless life in this world. The only person, if you are a Christian believer that lives sinless was Jesus Christ. If you are conformed to the image of Jesus and you believe by the word of God, you believe that God incarnated himself a body, born of a woman, laid in a manger. He did that so he can identify with humanity. And so that way, because he was 100% divine and 100% human, how could that be? The Bible says that he suffered as all men. Why? How could he become the sacrificial lamb of God if he didn't go through nothing? Jesus had to be the epitome, the example, so that we could have someone to look up to. Let me drop something else in your spirit while I'm driving by your street. Don't you let, as we call so-called stars, be your example. Don't you let people, we call them role models and we look up to people. People, I've said it in time, time again, people will fail you. I will fail you as a human being. Am I trying to? No, sir. No, ma'am. One of my mantras at work, if I can't help you, I sure ain't going to try to hurt you. I strive to live by that. Why? But even in saying that, I find that it's a war going on out there. Ah, but let me drop some mess in your spirit. There's a war going on in the minds of man. There's a war going on inside of you. You may not admit to it. You may not tell your neighbor. One thing you have heard me say when I was in the public form of preaching, you never heard me say, look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor to say, because I don't know what your neighbor's thinking. We all need to get into this roof and get under this roof and get in this house to get this word. This word is the only thing the Bible says that ain't going to pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, saith the Lord, but my word will forever stand. If you stand on something, you better stand on God's truth because the world ain't going to do you no favors. Mm, help us, Holy Ghost. So let's talk about it for just a little bit and then we'll move on. So as we look at verses 5 through 15, I tell you, I'd like to go back and paraphrase real quickly what he was leading me in the, in the beginning part. He talks about in verses 1 through uh, verse number 4, talks about letting your mind be filled with the like-mindedness of Christ, being one on one accord together. He talks about, and this is Paul talking to the church at Philippi. Paul is telling the church at Philippi that we have to come together and be in agreement. We have to come together and walk in agreement. In the book of Amos, Amos talks about how can two walk together unless they be in agreement. You, you can't walk as a couple if you don't walk in agreement, you can't walk as a collective organization. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be robots and be exactly alike. But what it means, you, you, you come to a common denominator that will bring you together that you can be in agreement to move forward as a collective unit. I'll put it that way. You got to agree to move forward as a whole or else you're going to be. Pulling against the grain, I'll call it. If husband and wife and mother and father and sisters and brothers and mother, fathers, daughters and sons do not coincide and work together, there will be war among the family. 
I've said it before. I believe that's the reason why the infrastructure of the family right now is disintegrating because we are all striving to try to be individualist. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to have your own mind and do things your own way. What I'm saying is in order for the household to move as a unit, you have to be in agreement for the household. A church divided cannot stand. A house divided will not stand. A house that's built on hay, wood, and stubble will not endure the test of time. A house that's built on fakeness will not stand. A house that's built on lies will not sustain. Hello, Holy Ghost. If you at work and you work in a place and you work on a job where people who never tell the truth you will find that there's a war going on and somebody's battling for superiority. What am I trying to say? The mind of the devil wants to be overridden so he can override the mind of God. If y'all don't know the Bible story, Satan got kicked out of heaven. Why? Because he tried to overthrow God. And when he tried to see the Bible said that God is a jealous God. See, Satan is a created being. He was the son of the morning. He was Lucifer. He was beautiful in all of his creation, but yet God still gave him the ability to think as he does us. He tried to overthink and overthrow God. There ain't but one God, children of God. So don't let the devil get into your head and mess up your mind. Let me move on this morning. So I said it, we live in a world gone wild. And as what we're trying to do, we should be developing the spiritual mind of Jesus Christ. Now, what does that mean? That don't mean that you women uh, are not going to wear makeup. You're not going to have on jewelry. You're not going to wear long pants. That doesn't mean that you're going to be subservient to your husband. That doesn't mean that you're going to be uh, a, a mute where you don't say anything or a husband. That don't mean that you're going to be the domineering one in your family. What that means is, is that when you develop in the spiritual mind of Christ, there has to be an agreement that you're led by the spirit of God. And I'm going to get down to Romans 8 and 14 in just a minute. But when you're developing a healthy mind, the mind games that the devil want to play. He's trying to get in and confuse you. Hello, Holy Ghost. So here's the thing. Here's the sign. You know, when you come up on somebody's property and it says no trespassing, or you see one of those black and orange signs says, beware of dog. I give you a flash in your mind. Believers beware. There's a war going on out here. There's a war going on out here. Amen. You've got to learn to walk together. And what do I mean by that? Let me just move over to Romans, uh, Matthew chapter uh, 18 real quick. And let me give you this. When you think about Matthew and you think about how we walk as a people of God, here's what Matthew chapter 18 says in verses 19 and 20. Matthew chapter 18 verses 19 and 20. He says, and again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven. For where two or, or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. You've got to learn to develop the healthy mind of Jesus Christ to know that God is everywhere at all times. What am I trying to tell you? Here's the first thing that God gave me. Don't let a blind man lead you. 
Don't let a blind man lead you. And you got people that's in your ear, that's in your presence, that's in your face, that's not pointing you to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you've got somebody trying to tell you what they would do, what they would do in this situation, and if it was them, this is what they would do. Here's the difference. You've got to be careful what voices that you're listening to. There's many different voices speaking in life, but you better know the voice of Jesus. Jesus said, and they know my voice and they follow me through Paul and another passage of scripture. Why? You've got to become a sheep following the ultimate shepherd and the shepherd's name is Jesus Christ. So don't you let a blind man lead you. What am I trying to say? You've got to be like-minded. Let's go back to scriptures. And this is what he said. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Why? Because if you have the mind of Christ, you're subject to not fall for anything. You've got to learn to be like-minded together. Tanya and I have to learn to cohabitate and be together even though we are two created individual beings. But over time, as we do, as I do pronounce weddings and we do, I says, what God have joined together, let no man put asunder. What does that mean? That means when God's bring you together, when the spirit of the Holy Ghost bind you together, you're still individuals, but you learn to walk in spiritual union is what I'm trying to tell you. When you learn to walk in spiritual union with Jesus Christ, you are on your way to success. Let me leave you there. Don't let a blind man lead you. You've got to be like-minded. To be like-minded, according to Webster's means, to have a kindred, to have compatibility, to be compatible. Why? It's important that we be compatible with one another in the name of the Lord. He said, what? Verse five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Why? Jesus didn't think it robbery to be considered equal with God. Now, we're not trying to be equal with God because we are not Christ incarnated. But what we are, we're adopted in the family of Jesus Christ by the shed blood on Golgotha, on the place of the skull, some 2,000 years ago when he died, so that you and I can have a right to the tree of life, so that you and I can be seated at the right hand of God, so that you and I can be led in accordance to Romans 8 and 14. Here's where I'm going to go now. Let's read it to be exact. Romans chapter 8 and verses 14 through 16 said it this way. The first thing is, is don't let a blind man lead you. The second thing is this, don't fight the spirit of God. Don't fight the spirit of God. Romans says it in chapter eight, verses 14 through 16. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, capital S, mind you, they are the sons of God, capital G. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit, capital S, itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. When God is trying to lead you into the paths of righteousness, don't fight the spirit of God. If you fight the spirit of God, you're subject to reverting back to what I told you in point number one. You just might let a blind man lead you. Ain't nothing worse than trying to get directions from a blind man. 
a blind man who don't know his way, a blind man who can't see the forest for the trees, a blind man who can't see trouble in my way while we're crying all the time. A blind man trying to lead you is like a man who's in the desert that say he see an oasis of water, but all he see is dust clouds. The first thing is don't let a blind man lead you. And the second thing is don't fight the spirit of God. Let the spirit of the Lord lead you. Why? It's important. Jesus, if I can paraphrase for just a moment, in, in Philippians chapter four, verses six through, here's what he said. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation. Why? He took upon himself a servant's heart, a servant's mind. He got into the likeness of God in his human form to show us the way that in the mind of the world, the world will mess you up. The world will have you tripped out. The world will have you left out and lonely. The world will have you dead, dry, and disconnected. The world will have you angry one moment, happy the next moment, sad the next moment, frustrated at what you see. You're messed up and mad and angry about what you feel and what you're thinking, what may be and what might not be. So don't fight the spirit of God. I hope I'm helping somebody along the way this morning. So don't fight the spirit of God. You do what Romans says, you be led by the spirit of God. When Jesus realized that he can get the mind of God the Father, he tells us as an example, when you don't be led by a blind man, when you don't fight the spirit of God, this is what happens. And I'm getting ready to close in just a minute. When you don't fight the spirit of God, you will find that spiritual success is before you. When you don't fight the spirit of God, you will find that God will make a way what where there is no way. When you don't fight the spirit of God, when you believe that you're being led by the spirit of God and not by the spirit of your mind. I've said it in times past. I said it in previous podcasts. You are not to be led by the thinking of your fleshly mind. When you're being led by your mind, your mind will play what tricks on you. When you're being led by your mind, your mind will have you thinking that you're hearing things that you're not hearing. When you're led by your mind, you will, you will eventually be led by your emotions. And the Bible says you're to be led by the Spirit of God. You're not to walk by your feelings. You're to walk by your what? Faith. And when you walk by your faith, you will find that the Spirit of God will fight for you. Do you not believe he's the third person of the Godhead body? When you allow the spirit of God to lead you, he will lead you what? In the path of righteousness for Jesus' name's sake. When you're led by the spirit of God, you will find that he will lead you beside still waters. When you find that you're being led by the spirit of God, though the world will try to trump you, though the world will try to mess with your mind, though the world will try to mess with your emotions, though the world will try to get you angry, folks will try to get you to react. Have you ever? been in a situation that folk is trying you to see what can they get you to say or get you to respond. But let me drop something in your spirit while I'm driving by your street. When you do the total opposite of what they think in their mind, you mess with their emotions. They wonder why they can't break you. They wonder why you ain't just left yet and quit. You ain't gave up on God. That's why when you don't allow the people who say, let me drop some mess in your spirit. Let me caveat for a moment. Just because somebody tell you in private, they are Christian and they, they believe in the man upstairs and they walk with God and they go to conferences and crusades. Don't let them fool you. I've said it in times past. You know a tree by the fruit that it bears. 
Though they may say they love God, but inwardly they could be ravening wolves. They can say they got Bibles listed all in the back of their car window. They can have that big family Bible on their illustrious living room table. They can have and be right there. The greatest donors in the church. They can have their name written on lights and they can have their name engraved in the pew. They can have their initials monogrammed in the brick of the church, but that doesn't mean their heart has been conformed to the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Most folk think church is just a practice. Being in Christ is not a practice. Being in Christ is a life conversion. When you have life change, when you have a life conversion, you will find that no matter what you do, no matter what you say, you must live under the dispensation of grace and mercy. You must be washed by the blood of God's word. God's word will forever wash you. That's why you've heard me say it this way. When you study in accordance to 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. When you divide the word of truth, that means that you won't let a blind man lead you. When you divide the word of truth, you will open your spiritual mind up to the teachings of God's word. All 39 Old and 27 New Testament books, you will believe that God's word is what? Infallible. You will believe that God's word is what? All-powerful. You will believe that God's word is what? All-knowing. I get ready to close this morning by saying this. The first thing I told you that God gave me was don't let a blind man lead you. The second thing is don't fight the spirit of God. And the last thing that God gave me is actually in verse five, which is the key verse for today. The last point that God gave me, receive the mind of Christ and semicolon. See, the Bible says in verse number five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The Amplified Version says it this way, let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. When you humble yourself, in the book of James, God said through the word, when you humble yourself, God will exalt you. When you bow down to God, God will raise you above higher than your problem. When you bow down to God, God will bring you elevated above your situation. When you bow down to God and you yield to the spirit of God, when you allow the spirit of God to lead you, this is what I tell you in closing. When you receive the mind of Christ, you can be delivered. Delivered from what? You can be delivered from the dictate and the, and, and the hands of man. When you give your mind to Jesus and allow your mind to be converted into the image of Christ, let's not get it twisted. Just because you're a Christian, just because you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins does not mean that you're exempt from any trial, trouble, and or tribulation. That doesn't mean because you go to church and you lay on the altar and you call out the name of Jesus that you're not going to ever go through anything anymore in this life. What I come to tell you in closing, when you receive the mind of Christ, you can be delivered what? You can be delivered from the pitfalls of society. What I come to tell you in conclusion is when you receive the mind of Christ, you will find that God has an innate ability to cause you to rise above your situation. When you receive the mind of Christ, you will find that you will have calm in the midst of a storm. When you receive the mind of Christ, you will find that no matter hell is breaking down 
all around you, you will find that you're stable in the thinking of how God is. You can see Jesus in the midst of your worldly situation. When you receive the mind of Christ, you will find that you can be delivered from the pains of society. You can be delivered from the ills of the world. When you've been delivered in Jesus Christ, you will find that not trouble, trial, and or tribulation will stop you. When you receive the mind of Christ, you will find that you will have a joy that the old saint said. It's a joy that the world cannot give. It's a joy that only Jesus can give. When you receive the mind of Christ, you will find and have a peace which will surpass all human understanding. And let me drop something in your spirit. When you've been freed from the dictates of society, you may wind up doing like I did a little while ago. I find myself lowering my spiritual guard, trying to do what some of the things the world wanted me to do, but I realized that God had to pick me up out of the muck and the miry. He had to place my feet back on solid ground. And after doing that, I realize now that the mind of Christ has the innate ability to get you what? Give you pep in your step. It'll put some ounce in your bounce. It'll give you joy that the world can't give you. When you get the mind of Christ, you will find that trouble what don't last always. When you get the mind of Christ, you will find that tribulation can't hold you back. When you get the mind of Christ, you will find that you will have a joy that the world can't give. And it's a joy that the world can't take away. When you get the mind of Christ, you will find that you'll be able to stand in the midst of a wicked world. When you get the mind of Christ, you will find that nobody around you, it ain't what's going on around you, it's what's going on inside of you. When you get the mind of Christ, you will find that you'll be able to sleep what? On a pillow of peace, on sheets of satisfaction, on a cushion of comfort. When you get the mind of Christ, can't nothing destroy you. It's God plus one is the majority. When you get the mind of Christ, you will find that the world can't trip you. When you get the mind of Christ, the world can't okie-doke you. When you get the mind of Christ, you won't be bamboozled. When you get the mind of Christ, you won't be hoodwinked. When you get the mind of Christ, you will find that you'll become stable in an unstable world. When you get delivered and get your mind right in Jesus, baby, it'll do something that you ain't got to worry about. It'll hold you in the midst, amen, of society. Though the world will crumble around you when you receive the mind of Christ, you will be free. And when God delivers you, you'll be delivered from people. And when you get delivered from people, they'll no longer trouble you. You'll be able to stand in the midst of them and realize that God, you're able to live. And with God, you'll be able to fight. And with God, you have a joy that can't nobody take away. When you've been delivered in the Lord, you will find that it's an inward spirit, like Jeremiah says, like a fire. Shut up in my bones. I close this morning by saying the mind games that the world will play, the mind games that the devil will play, that the mind games that your so-called friends will play, the mind games that even some of your family members may play will not override the mind of Christ. I conclude and close by saying, be encouraged, child of God. Be encouraged, ladies and gentlemen. Be encouraged, sisters and brothers. Be encouraged because there's a one that we survive and we live and we 
Seek to know. Matthew 6 and 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. What things shall be added? Your love, joy, peace, and happiness and long suffering. When you seek Jesus, your mind will be stayed on him. May God bless you. May God keep you and may his anointing shower down upon you. Until the next time, this is Tony. Let's close on a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the opportunity to go forward and know that you're able to set us out, set us apart, set us free. Don't let our minds be so encapsulated and ingrained in this world that we find ourselves in bondage. Father, I'm praying that you deliver us from the, sick, the dictates of this world. When you call us out, God, help us in the name of Jesus. I ask you now, deliver me Deliver my family, deliver my friends, deliver everybody that's around me. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, as the songwriter closes us out, to heal the whole in our soul and set us free. Until next time, Tony Triple C Podcast signing out. Be blessed. May God deliver you from the whole that's in your soul and be set free. Be blessed. To heal the whole in your soul. I have my sister, Leandria, here. She's going to help me share this wisdom and tell this story.
your soul. Amen. Now when we pray, we're going to end that with a declaration, a decree. So I'm speaking for all of you listening, starting here, starting now. The things that hurt you in the past won't control your future. Starting now, this is a new day. This is your